episode of Sloot Era. Uh, this week we will be delving into the topic of body image. It's quite frankly an enormous topic. So we're going to try and hit a few points. We might not hit them all. And I'm just very excited to be back recording. Yeah, it's been a while. Sorry that we've been away, but we've been moving and yeah. you've been starting a new job. I've been getting railed. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a wild time. Lots of things have been going on. I guess let's start off and dive into some tarot. Let's do it. Ooh, strength. Strength. So I know strength is good. I know it's a good one. The card is like Yeah, it's lion. usually a lion, isn't it, on them? Yeah. This one doesn't look so much like it, but in the Rider Wave tarot deck, it always looks to me like, you know when your pet eats something and you're like, what's in your mouth? What's yeah. in your mouth? That's what it gives me. To be me. fair, it is giving <laughs> Boba has once again eaten something she shouldn't have. Uh, so, strength. The strength card is all about inner strength and the human spirit's ability to overcome any obstacle. It's about knowing you can endure life's obstacles. It's about having stamina and persistence. If you've been going through a rough time or feeling burnt out or stressed, it can encourage you to find the power within yourself to persevere. Uh, it also urges you to tame your animal instincts, gut reactions and raw emotions and channel these initial responses constructively. Don't act out of rage or hatred. I think you've needed a lot of that inner strength in the past. I was going to say a few months, but you know what? Year. Year. Exactly a year since your split with your ex. And there's been all kinds of things that have happened since then. Relying on like your inner strength to know what to do and to like pursue things. And I think you really needed that when you were deciding to quit your previous job. I mean, moving is always one of the worst things. I literally um, got a new job and moved at the exact same time and moving in with a new partner which has been lovely but, but it's in itself a challenge same. yeah as well like trusting my gut I think mm. I've definitely learned to trust my gut a lot more this year like if I feel something I'm like okay I'm gonna do it whereas mm. before I'd always be like no push it down <laughs> I must stay where I am and carry on the slug I definitely feel that the later I get into this year like I'm really picking my battles yeah I guess deciding where it's worth directing your energy I don't have the energy for like rows or things with my ex about getting the deposit back from the flat like I was really gonna fight that and I just thought you know what money comes money goes this year has really taught me what is important what to focus on and I just don't sweat the small shit anymore because I'm like Mm-hmm. Like, even if I have a customer at work on the phone who's not very nice, I go outside, two secs, have a breather, have a little vape, check the phone. For a second, I thought you said you go outside, two sexed, and I was like, good for you. Good for me. <laughs> do you want to do yours? Yes, absolutely. Ooh, the Hierophant reversed. Freedom, challenging the status quo. The Hierophant is the masculine counterpart to the High Priestess. In its most positive form, the Hierophant Reverse reminds you that you are your own teacher. All the wisdom you seek comes from within, not from some external force of power. You are being guided to follow your own path and adopt your own spiritual belief systems rather than blindly following others. It may feel unsettling at first as you make your own way, but over time you will learn to trust yourself. You're ready to go it alone and do it your way. 
you see alternative ways of live, of viewing the world and are ready to test the very ideas and concepts you were taught with the truth. I know that you've been experimenting with like new pronouns and how you're presenting yourself in the world. You've been trying out your new hair, exploring like more masculine sides of yourself and like your styles kind of adapting and changing, which I thoroughly enjoy because I got a lot of free clothes off Katie. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been pursuing more like casual relationships, but definitely on your own terms, which has been nice to see. Yeah, like it said, I don't have to follow a specific prescribed way of doing relationships. And I think... I think even though you know I've always dated polyamorously and I've kind of had that in the back of my head I think I still felt this pressure to do things a certain way yeah Um, I think we spoke about it probably all the way back in episode one about like that relationship escalator idea I think before I've always backed off a bit from using the word casual because I think sometimes it comes with like bad connotations or yeah, makes it, it feel like like it's not meaningful or that you're uncaring. Boring, yeah. Or, and I think actually it's been really nice to be like, no, actually this is casual, by which I think what I mean is like I'm not expecting this to lead to X, Y, and Z yeah. and a certain level of commitment in a traditional sense, but I still care about the people that I'm seeing and we can still treat each other with respect. Yeah, exactly. Don't you find that as you've got older, casual relationships are so much easier because it's so much easier to like communicate and you don't feel like you're being used because Mm -hmm. you're both... Getting what you want and talking about it. Yeah. It's been so refreshing to just be really like upfront with that and just be like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. It's been so great. Describe to me how you felt about your body when you were 16. When I was 16, I felt pretty terrible about my body. Which, looking back, in a kind of toxic way, it was like the best my body had ever looked. By sort of standards. Yeah, by like societal standards. I was very thin, but had big boobs and a big bum still. And like I remember I was working at New Look and I got discount and mm-hmm. I would buy the clothes from the kids section. So it would be even cheaper. But I still thought that I was too big and I was literally a 16-year-old wearing, like, 11 to 12 clothes. For me to think anything positive about my body, it had to come from someone else, mainly a man. Was that usually in, like, a relationship context or a sexual context? Well, because I was in a relationship with a woman when I was 16. Mm. That really helped my body image because it really took that pressure off, like, being with another woman. She was a bit heavier than me and didn't really conform to those norms and that really helped me like seeing another woman's body that wasn't what I'd seen on TV but no definitely even when I was in that relationship I really felt the need to be like sexually attractive to men I would even make out with her at parties because I knew that the boys liked it there was definitely this element of like Meg's the hot one that I really Mm. enjoyed and now I look back and I'm like that's so icky and I think a lot of people will relate yeah to that feeling of wanting to be desirable yeah I was very like I was doing everything for the male gaze and yeah just restricting what I ate all the time and big eating disorder territory and then comparing that to how you feel now I would say I'm like in terms of dress size the biggest I've ever been but also give so many less fucks than I ever have. I've definitely had a bit of wobble this week. You know, my orange flares. I couldn't do them up. I felt very sad about that. But that, I think, is just coming from, like, working in a job where they provide my food. And I'm eating, like, really nice, wholesome food, which makes sense. Yeah, I felt a little more troubled by it this week. 
I guess that actually is a really good point. I feel like there's how I feel about my body generally as a whole. Yeah. And then there's like how it fluctuates in small ways because I don't think it's a consistent feeling. No. Today I'm far more accepting of myself and my body and what I look like than I have ever been. But it's always good days and bad days. It's not linear. And there are days where I'm like, maybe I could stop eating and blah, blah, blah. yeah it's not linear but I'm far more accepting of myself now mm. and like fuck stretch marks and like if I have to buy a bigger size that's more comfortable I don't care about what's on the label anymore like I used to hide the size labels on my clothes with my ex mm. because they would comment on it and be like I thought you were a size 12 why have you had to buy a bigger pair of jeans or like surely you don't need to order that size and I don't feel like that at all anymore we've spoken on the podcast before about the fat shaming and things from yeah. your ex but I can imagine it must be like night and day that relationship it's, versus this one yeah massively night and day and I also kind of thought that with my ex when we split I would have this like you know when they talk about like a revenge body and you split up and you lose all this weight and you look the best you've ever looked and if anything I think I've put on weight but I just look happier. To me, it feels like more of a rebellion against him that I've just been like, no, I'm not going to break up with you, lose all this weight, and then you're not in my head anymore. I just do what I want to do and look how much happier I am. I think whenever I've had a breakup, I have had that same instinct of like, well, yeah, I'm going to show them and I'm going to get really thin and attractive. And then I haven't done that. But also it's been interesting because this most recent breakup, I've been able to focus a lot more on just kind of just... Personal growth, not physical. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. There's always that niggle of like, I'll show you what you lost, but... It's been a lot easier to be like, but actually I'm not really doing it for that. I just want to be happy. So why wouldn't I, you know, experiment with what I'm wearing and the stuff we were talking about earlier or go for things that excite me? This is the first breakup I've ever gone through in my entire life where I haven't tried to lose weight afterwards, which considering what happened in that relationship is mad, actually. I remember you saying like when you broke up, you were quite like nervous about like, oh, will people find me attractive? And then actually going on, the apps was so like oh, validating. So validating. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And like when I was getting my new phone, I was like loading all the pictures onto it. And I found like pictures of me in my underwear and stuff from when I was with him. And I was like, what the fuck was wrong with him? Yeah. I looked so good. My new partner David seen them and he was like, You look incredible. Like what I don't think it was ever about me or my body. I think usually if people have an issue with your body, I say usually, possibly always, it's about them more than it's about you so we met up on christmas eve i think we were still in that we still want to be friends we still care about each other we met up on christmas eve because it felt weird not to see each other at christmas he turned up late and hung over classic and he always used to take the piss out of me because i have a gray streak in my hair and it's why i started dyeing my hair when i was like 14 and he was like oh so you still got your gray streak then I said, see, you're, I can see you're still going bald. <laughs> and he went, I'm wearing a hat though, you can't see it. And I went, yeah, but I'll always know, won't I? <laughs> and he never took the piss out of my appearance ever again. It's something that my mum has always said, which I think is true, is like, you can find something quote unquote wrong with anybody. And I think if you're honing in on it, it's usually a sign that, that you're, you're quite insecure. Yeah. How did you feel about your body when you were 16? I think whenever I felt happiest about my body was when I was unaware of it. I didn't feel very connected to it. I definitely didn't like that I was fat. I didn't like my body, I don't think. But 
there were a lot of times and a lot of places where I felt like I didn't really have to think about it, which I think was actually weirdly like a blessing. Lots of people's experiences at school and things is that you're made so aware of your body, whether it's because you're being sexualized by other students or whatever. Whereas I think I was quite lucky in that, I don't know, I didn't get bullied because of how I looked or anything like that. But I also definitely did have an awareness of like, I know that I'm bigger than people and I don't want to be. I was looking back over um, some old journals and it's it's so miserable because like in so many of them I'll have written like but you know what starting tomorrow I'm gonna go on this diet and I'm gonna get fit and my aim is to do it by this time and then like the next year I'd be like I'm so sad because like I look back at my old journal and I didn't do anything towards that and to be quite frank I look back and I'm like well yeah because actually you didn't want to spend all this energy on restricting what you were eating and stuff I used to like write down tips on like how not to eat yeah I used to write down like techniques I was gonna use so I'd be like whenever you want to eat something have a piece of fruit I don't know drink a cup of water this was my first year this new year's eve where one of my new year's resolutions wasn't to get thin Mm. it was to feel strong and healthy and that's the first time whereas i think this year it's just not going to be about my body at all I look back and I think like when I actually felt happiest in my body in like a physical sense was when I was doing things with it. And it's one of the reasons I think I've, you know, enjoyed doing like drama and theatre so much is you're physically doing things. It's really hard. I think the way I spoke to myself about it was that I didn't care about what I looked like most of the time. I think I actually did care. I was just pushing that down. That sort of thing of like, well, if I say I don't care, then I've not failed Mm. at, at looking good, whatever that means. But I liked that, you know, a lot of the time I wouldn't put that much effort in but if I was going on like to a party or to a special thing I love doing my clothes and like wearing makeup and having a bit of a glow up yeah I really liked being able to like turn it out things like that that was always really fun and again I think I was quite lucky in that I never felt like I had to particularly conform to like what other people were wearing do you think that going to an all-girls school kind of shielded you from the male gaze a little bit? It's a really interesting thing because there were definitely some girls at the school who were very beholden to, like, beauty standards to the point, like, I remember a girl who she'd wear a full face of makeup every day, which, you know, is fine. Some people like to do that. But um, she, I remember her telling me once that because she travelled in from somewhere really far away, she had to get up every day at 4am to do like this one hour or two hour long makeup routine during like her A-levels and she was constantly exhausted and miserable. She just was like, I just don't feel like anybody can see my real face. And I mean, she went to an only girls school. It's obviously different experiences of it. That was literally what I was like for school every day. Yeah, I would get up at 6am, completely unnecessary. I wouldn't eat breakfast. I'd be in the shower for like 40 minutes, shaving every tiny bit of my body. Then I'd be like curling my hair, plucking my eyebrows, like doing the whole thing just mm-hmm. to go to school and then I try and like cram in seven hours of actually learning things yeah yeah it's stressful enough anyway like yeah. just going to school and going, having that pressure yeah I guess that was the thing with where I went to school and the atmosphere that I experienced when I was there was I didn't feel so much pressure to be a certain way or look a certain way for anyone yeah and that and it's interesting because I think probably I was given such a good 
grounding and all of that but I still did feel the pressure from various other sources I think the other thing with my school was it was very like proudly and staunchly feminist and I think just the fact that those ideas were like floating around I don't know like I never ever felt oh I have to shave see I started shaving my legs when I was 12 and my mum tried to get me not to do it for so long because she was like Mm. which is surprising but she was like as soon as you start doing it it grows back and of course like down there just all off as soon as I got anything down there I was like I've got to get rid of it I remember once I was stood with a guy that I was like on and off seeing and he felt the back of my legs and he was like ooh prickly and I would shave them every day and I remember that night going and having a bath and literally shaving my legs for like an hour making sure I got every little bit which fucking hell there's so many other things I'd rather do with my time I think this was the big thing for me when I was younger as well was I was just a bit lazy or like not even lazy but I you know when I would wake up in the morning to get my bus I'd wake up at seven and have to be gone by 20 past seven and I would shower every morning so that was most of the time and the idea of having to get up like even a minute earlier was just I'm like that now (laughs) yeah it's just mad how much energy I wasted The things I spent a lot of time on looks wise was like, yeah, if I was going to some event or night out or something, I'd like the way I learned how to do makeup was I just saw things that I liked and was like, I'll try and copy this. But obviously that takes like forever. So I remember like, you know, trying to do winged eyeliner and then scrubbing it out and doing it again for like two hours and being like, shit, I need to go. See, that would be me every morning for school. And I think because I was really into like emo and that's so much based around a look. My mum always, I think, felt guilty that she had never learned really how to do makeup and things. And that so she couldn't really teach us. And mm. it's really interesting because I think it's something that I'm actually quite like grateful for. That My mum does wear makeup, but now she asks me to Yeah, do the same with my mum. And I think the way that I enjoyed doing makeup, I'm that was just me wanting to do it. I'm it like, feels playful the yeah. way I like to do makeup. Yeah, so that was kind of where I was at when I was 16. How do you feel now? I think I've definitely explored my relationship with my body a lot more and thought about it more. I think I always had this kind of double-edged shame of both being fat and also feeling bad about feeling fat. Yeah, because it's like, well, if I'm going to do it, I need to own it and I need to be part of body positivity. Yeah, and I'm not feminist if I don't feel okay in my body and all of this ridiculous stuff classic vibe for me I did a piece about it at uni classic. <laughs> did you did you write a play yes I, I wrote uh, an online digital performance a digital installation wow um, so unexpected <laughs> called self-portrait which you can find on my website katieowencreative.com and it's kind of exploring the way that we sort of think of our bodies more in relation to what other people think than actually how we feel or yeah And yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun and really interesting to do that. But I think it also meant I was dedicating a lot of time to reading a lot of like theory and thoughts about fatness and body and body image. But it was in effort of like making something, which is always a lot better than just being like, well, I guess I'll sit in my room and think about my thighs. (laughs) um, And that was when I read Fat is a Feminist Issue which is quite an old book and in some ways I guess is a little bit outdated in that it's quite like grounded in gender but you know it's quite easy to read it and not take those bits in 
But it was really interesting because I think it was talking a lot about the reasons why people might compulsively eat or the associations that we have with fatness and with thinness. And it was just things I'd never thought of before because I think I was just always like beating myself up about eating too much and like I should have more self-control and all of this sort of thing. And there's this exercise in the book that really stuck with me. You close your eyes and you imagine that you're at a party or some Mm. sort of situation like that and first you imagine that you're like fat like fatter than you are now you know you're ballooning like you're Mm. really big and then you think like okay how am I interacting with people what does that change am I confident am I less confident am I talking to more people am I talking to different people and then you imagine yourself really thin like much thinner than you are and you sort of ask the same questions and a lot of what comes out of it is what you'd expect you might think oh when I'm fat I'm not confident or I'm not pretty or whatever but then also things come out of it where you realize the benefits that being fat that you think can give you even if that's not true so things like um one woman was saying oh when I'm thin I feel really sexualized I have to always be flirting whereas when I'm fat that's almost like a shield around me and that's actually a relief if I'm thin I have to be like perfect because it's like this symbol of like I've reached this perfect self that's been so useful to me like that whole book and those exercises because I think there were certain things I was almost putting off because I was like well I can only do that when I'm thin and yeah I think we mentioned this in the last episode but one of those things was getting tattoos I was like I can only do that if I'm thin and yeah with dressing a bit more mask and stuff as well and like exploring yeah that feels like something you can only do at a certain size and I don't know why it's so bizarre because I see people who are like fatter dressing mask and I'm like that's really hot but for me it's I don't know for some reason it has been this thing of like oh I can only I can only do it if I look like androgynous in a certain way I guess part of it is just what you see in the mainstream. Like one of the first people I think I really noticed doing it was like Kristen Stewart. Like they got smaller and then started doing it. I was like, well, that can never be me. Because- yeah, I definitely had the same. And it's been really nice to be like, oh, actually, I can just dress however. Mm. And I think kind of accepting like, oh, this is the body I have. It's not a in progress body. Yeah, this is just me mm. as I am. In the book, it's essentially like unpacking the associations that we have with both thinness and fatness so that you can kind of just accept your body. And a big part of it is they're talking about because usually in terms of diets and stuff, you're working towards this thin body. But that thin body feels really like unfamiliar because if you're like yo-yoing with weight and stuff, you're never there long enough to really know it. But then you're also not familiar with your fat body because you're constantly like, this isn't me. I used to describe it to my ex as, they used to say I felt like I was wearing like a fat suit. That's exactly how they describe it in the book. They do like a little illustration with like, where it's like me, which is inside, then a layer of fat and then the world. I always said like, I just feel uncomfortable in my body. But I never look at my body or feel my body now and think that it's like extra, just who I am. How do you find that sex affects your relationship with your body? Hugely. With my ex, he stopped being sexually attracted to me because I'd put on weight. Even when we were having sex, I had to stop going on top. I was so in my own head if I went on top Mm -hmm. that I didn't enjoy it at all. And he would always want that because that's what he liked. But because he'd said all these things to me, it's like, how am I meant to not be thinking, oh my God... I look so big, oh my god this, oh my god that. Like, it really kind of ruined sex for me for Mm. quite a long time. I think going into 
having like casual partners and they found me really attractive as I was mm. and I was like oh shit like sex is enjoyable again I can have fun with it it's free it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if things wobble or whatever because at the end of the day never had anyone kick me out of bed well exactly and also if they did I'd just be like stupid <laughs> yeah, like, like have you not heard of my legendary way now that I'm with someone who's a lot bigger than my old partner like both in height and like physical appearance mm. even when we were first together I kept saying to you I was like I just love his big arms like these big and I just feel mm. safe and sex is so much fun because he has a similar body type to me so I never really feel like in your own head yeah and he just worships me and sometimes when we're having sex he's like I want to make you feel good because you are like a goddess to me and you deserve to be worshipped and I'm like wow that then translates into the rest of my life feel good about myself and the sex is just so much better it can be such a mood boost like and such a confidence boost when I was younger I think I felt like with sex it was more about appearance and it was kind of like you just stay there while somebody does something to you and it feels good somehow yeah you're like pose I was always like that I was like posing while I was having sex now I'm like oh no it's like this fun messy physical process you can kind of look really hot and still not look perfect like I've been taking so much joy recently in like those awkward moments of sex where like you have to like change position because your arm is dead or something else I've been really leaning into recently which I found so fun is like well sexting but within that also sending photos of me in my underwear not even necessarily like nice underwear (laughs) Um, yeah just david's actually been um asking because uh we were going through my boxes and i was giving him tripods for his new pokemon account dave underscore pokemon please follow him it will make him so happy but i was getting him tripods for that and i found some of my selfie sticks that i used to use for new and we were talking about that and he was like you never send me nudes and I was like well they send pictures of me in my underwear and like sexy pictures and he was like no I want pictures of you naked <laughs> I, I want was, you naked but in my head I was like why like there's nothing attractive about that and then he was like I want to see your whole body because it's amazing mm. whereas like my ex always wanted like close-ups of certain parts rather than me oh. as like, a whole human i'm not saying it's right or wrong either way like people have different preferences but i don't really like getting like an out of context picture as in even if it's in the context of sexting i wouldn't want just like a boob or a vagina because yeah. what i'm really attracted to is the thought of the other person it's not just like oh vagina like <laughs> that guy i was sleeping with before i kept saying to him like i want to see your face in it which sounds a bit because like a lot of the time they're like never send your face in nude sure like that. but i was so much more attracted to the idea of him than i was to like his penis something else that used to come up for me was feeling like because i was bigger I sort of had to be submissive to almost like, this sounds ridiculous and it's not, I didn't articulate it in words, but I think it was this thing of like, oh, I have to be more submissive because otherwise I'm like this big, Mm. bruising, dominant bitch. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Whereas it's been really fun to actually be more switchy and like mix it up and not feel like that. I found with the guy I was sleeping with at the start of the year, he was switch and wanted me to be more dominant and I didn't know how to do it and I'm leaning into it 
a bit more now mm. um, and enjoying it. But I still find that I don't really know how to do it. I guess, again, it's about not like necessarily following a script. I think personally, I found it fun when I lean into elements of like myself. So like, I don't know, mm. like teasing somebody yeah. or joking around with them, but in a way where it's kind of like you have the upper hand and yeah. that sort of thing. I don't think I could necessarily go at least now into like full on like, I don't know, yeah, Dom, I'm going to whip you if you don't do what I want. Which again, who knows, maybe one day, but that didn't feel very comfortable to go into for me at this stage. But it's been quite fun. Like, I don't know, like say if somebody's on top, just like rolling them around and being like, my turn and that kind of thing. I'm taking control now. It's just, yeah. I never felt I could take up space in sex. Yeah, same. I had to be as small as possible and I was there for them the relationships I've been in have helped me because I think when you start having sex with somebody else, like you were saying about your ex, if you have sex with somebody else who say their body type is similar to yours or whatever, and being able to process like, well, I'm really attracted to them and seeing them have a good time and take up space is really hot. And then you're kind of like, oh, actually I am also hot. I think what I've found recently with sex is it's this really nice, it's been this really nice fusion of like, me as a person like having fun doing something Mm. but feeling very embodied in this thing that's happening and yeah it's it's just fun like is the word that always comes up for me I never thought that I would have better sex in a bigger body than a smaller one you know like in porn bad porn when even their bum looks kind of skeletal and Mm. like that's how I thought I needed to look in order to have good sex and that couldn't be further from it. What do you think is most impactful on society's view of body image? And the options that we gave were social media, other media, so TV, film, peer or family pressure, or other. Most people are probably gonna say social media, especially now, but I would probably say the thing that was most impactful on my body image was family pressure. My mum was obsessed with how her body looked. She was always on diets, weight watchers, and then became obsessed with how my body looked. Mm. Like, she bought me a trampoline when I was a kid, and I thought it was just because I wanted a trampoline, and she told me at a later age that she got me it because I was getting a bit fat. And she was like, well, it worked, and I didn't have to tell you you were fat. As a teenager, she was battling to, like, get me to eat and get me out of an eating disorder Mm. and wondered why. I remember going through puberty and hitting the age of, like, 12 and being in women's size 12 clothes. Mm. And this was awful to her. Like, I knew it was, like, a disappointment Mm. and something was wrong. Yeah, it was very bizarre and, like, food was never seen as... It was never different foods or anything like that. It was just, like, this is what we eat, but Mm. we have to keep the portions small and was never exciting to try new foods or anything like that it was mm. the same meals all the time one of the things they talk about um that is a feminist issue is so one of the things they talk about is that intergenerational relationship with food i mean they speak specifically about mothers and daughters and how that passes on in various ways and how the restricting of food and that you know not having options not mm. and being told this is what you should eat this is what you should do it sort of leads to people not trusting their own decision making yeah i mean the big thing that it kind of the book sort of leads you to is intuitive eating feeling what you want to eat and what you need and what you want to do and yeah i think diets and things are so the antithesis of that it's all about control and what everyone says you should be eating yeah which of course doesn't work for me it was how my mum 
spoke about her mum. She used to go on constantly about how big she was. My dad would make fun of it. Mm. Like, oh, she's, you know, well, she's a size 16. She needs to get control of her eating. And mm. recently I've had to start wearing some clothes that are in a 16, like coats and stuff. And in my head, all I can think is, I'm the size that my grandma was when my mum was, like, tearing her apart for it. It still brings me, like, a feeling of dread for my mum to find out that that's the size I am. I remember when I was, like, eight, maybe? Seven or eight. I was running around in the playground and these two boys... This is actually in my uh, piece, if, well, <laughs> if anyone wants to listen. On your website? What's your website? Uh, Katieoncreative.com. <laughs> Hashtag not spawn. <laughs> I remember I was running around the playground playing a game and I saw these two boys who were in the year below like laughing and I was like oh what's so funny because I got the vibe it was about me yeah they were like oh nothing nothing and like eventually I got out of them and they were like he was like oh I was just laughing because like so and so said that you're fat and I don't think I had ever been called fat at all but I remember being like oh this is the worst thing in the world to be called and like I went home and spoke to my mum about it and she was like well for one thing like I don't think you're fat and also like even if you were like and she listed all these people that we knew who were fat and she was like do you think they're bad people like does it mean anything about them which I think to be honest is a pretty good response to have and like I'm glad that she did but I just was like inconsolable and I think back to that and I'm like well clearly I wasn't having family pressure about it I can't remember like particularly having peer pressure necessarily not in an overt way but I think just that fat phobia is so embedded in everything for me like the thing I always watched was friends and I used to be like I wish I could look like Rachel or Monica or Phoebe like and it wasn't even in a way where I was like because I'm disgusting and I it was just kind of like I need to achieve that look that's what I've seen and you know and things you know the classic one being like Bridget Jones being like I'm a whale (laughs) yeah like no you're not I remember watching that as well as a teenager and she'd be like writing how much she weighed and it was less than what I weighed so I was like oh my god how long would you trade for the perfect body the options we've given are zero years so nothing one to two years, two to five years, or other? I would really love to say no years, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't. But I would probably say two to five years, which is really sad. Even at this point in my journey, I do think that it would take a big stressor out of my life and my mental energy. That's very honest and very true. Like, when we put this question up, I answered the questions to get yeah. the ball rolling. And I was like... I feel guilty saying anything more than zero years, but I know that really I would. You know, it's like that same question of like, oh, if you could take a thin pill that was just magic, would you? And I'm like, I know that I would. Yeah. As much as I've just been speaking about all of this other stuff. It would be easier to exist in society as the perfect body type. I would have so much more brain space for other things if I wasn't body checking all the time. 38% said zero. Another 38% said one to two years. 25% said two to five years. That's quite an even... I'm quite happy about that. And it's kind of linked as well to the other question we asked, which was what best describes your relationship with your body? And we gave positive, negative, neutral or other. So most people did say negative, but I'll be honest, I went into this being like, no one's going to say positive. Which is a horrible thing and it's not because I'm like, I know everybody who listens to this podcast is ugly. (laughs) (laughs) We're all a bunch of uggos. (laughs) But it was really nice because, yeah, 16% of people said positive and 26% said neutral um, and 16% said other. 
which I guess is like mixed. Yeah, I think that that is a really nice sign that we're moving in the right direction. When I put these questions up as well, it made me rethink about the way I'm asking the questions. Before, if I said like, what's my relationship with my body? The way I read that is like, am I happy with how my body looks? Whereas now I think of it more as like my relationship with it is actually quite positive in a lot of ways yeah. because I love the way that it moves. I love, I don't always love how it looks and I don't always love how I feel in it, but it feels it less- It you to do so many things. How would you say your relationship with your body is though? How would you answer that question? I think I'm being a lot kinder to my body these days in general. Probably in the last year, I've stopped ignoring my relationship with my body. So things like going for walks or when I cook myself something now, I really see it as like, oh, I'm doing this for my body. It sounds really wanky, but it feels like an act of self-love. It lets you live every day and it gets you where you need to go and it helps you be a being and you need to love into that and I think also like respecting it enough to wear things that I wouldn't have worn before yeah I think I used to sort of internally turn my body into a bit of a joke I think with fatness that's a way that it feels comfortable to yeah, be fat because in the that's world how fat people are represented the only way mm-hmm. they're accepted is if they're funny precisely over the last year really kind of being like I mean don't get me wrong I'm hilariously funny but (laughs) actually my body deserves to not be a joke I can wear things that take it seriously yeah and that's been really nice so I think it's definitely changed a lot for the better and I've become more aware of it in a more positive way rather than just my relationship with it being like oh I wish I just it didn't think about it yeah. yeah like either being like oh I actually really wish I didn't look like this or I'll just not think about it what about you in a very Facebook statusy way, I would say it's complicated. I, <laughs> I would love to say that it's positive, and I think it's more positive than it was, but I'm still very much on the journey. Like, you feel very comfortable with the word fat. People have probably noticed during this, I can't say it. I can't describe myself as fat still. Can't do it. Fat was a huge, and again, it came from reading that book and doing that play. It was a huge thing for me to start using it comfortably something they mention in the book is they say something like a lot of women will compare calling themselves fat almost like to coming out like it's to claim that being me as someone who used to be so thin and thought they were fat claiming that word in any way positive it feels like i've almost accepted my body as it is and Mm. i'm not improving it anymore or that i've given up i still can't identify i think i would like to reach a point of body neutrality not positive negative just like it is what it is and that's enough yeah what advice would you give to someone struggling with body image issues or their relationship with their body curate your social media get the dream body and diet accounts and just get rid of all of them. I also just started filling my feed with people who are fat, people who are different races, people who don't look like me, people who are disabled. And seeing them live happy and full lives really filled me with the permission to do that. I would also say be naked more. For so long when I was with my ex I just like I wouldn't even get changed in front of him and I couldn't look at myself in the mirror without clothes on like when I get out of the shower I'd have to put clothes on straight away not always but since I was quite young I've made like a real effort to look at myself naked often because I think I had a few of those experiences of going to like a changing room in a shop 
And you know, mm. like suddenly you go from never having really seen your naked body to and seeing it from all angles. Yeah. yeah. I think I just knew I just kind of have to start looking at it. And I think I also had a bit of an awareness that my view on it was sometimes skewed because yeah. I'd look back on photos and be like, I actually looked fine, but I felt like I didn't. Still even now have no gauge of the weight I have gained or lost and I can never tell if I've gained or lost it. The other thing, which again comes from fat as a feminist issue, for a lot of people with body image issues, particularly in like this group that they're working with in the book, you probably know like your face really well, but don't necessarily know what your body looks like really well. And when I read this, I was like, that's so true. Like, I feel like I couldn't picture my boobs, but I can picture like every detail of my face. They like give these exercises of choosing bits of your body and looking at it almost like it's not you, but like a piece of art, imagining it's like a statue and stuff like this and I started doing this quite recently I think it was after we decided to do this podcast episode because I was Mm. rereading the book and actually it was just really nice because I think for me it helped me almost view my body as though it was like a friend's body I was like you know what like I love bodies not in a creepy serial killer way but like (laughs) I love skin I want to wear your skin Some of my favourite art is like nudes and figures of different sizes. Looking at my body like that, I was like, oh, this is really helping to get rid of that skewed vision a little bit. We had a couple of other answers to this. Um, One kind of goes back to what you said before, which was aim for neutrality. Um, And this person has said, I found positivity too hard. Just take it one day at a time. Someone else has said, either wear clothes that you find fun confidence will come from enjoyment or wear lingerie just for you a lot of how i dress now is for fun rather than to look sexy or for the male gaze i definitely still do that but you know my favorite coat is this giant pink fleece with strawberries on it and mm-hmm. i wear flowery trousers and dungarees and i love when what i'm wearing i like catch sight of myself in the mirror and i'm like mm, what a vibe and yeah. it's not about it being sexy it's just about it being like satisfying and, and... i find i don't dress for men anymore i dress mm-hmm. for the girlies you can kind of recognize like queer fashion sometimes because it's usually quite separate from like the male gaze yeah. in a really interesting ways. And I think that's the fashion where I'm like, ooh, that's really cool, which I enjoy. You can always spot the queers. Yeah, absolutely. You just look for that Lucy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look for those Doc Martins. Something that I've been talking to my partner a lot about recently, they've been struggling because they're not fitting in their clothes and they've just been wearing the same like t-shirt or trackies like all the time and getting really upset when they can't get into their clothes. And I've been saying for weeks, buy new clothes just buy bigger clothes and they were very resistant to it because they kept saying well I'm gonna lose the weight so I don't want to buy new clothes because then I won't lose the weight and we went to town last week and I finally convinced them bought three new pairs of jeans we've hardly talked about their body this week they look better because their clothes fit and I can just tell they feel better so don't keep the jeans that don't fit you don't hold out on dressing how you want to dress because you want to wait till you've got like perfect body. The perfect body. Just wear it now. There's nothing worse than being constantly uncomfortable in what you're wearing because it constantly reminds you of how much you dislike your body. What would you say like in a relationship, how much responsibility do you versus your partner have for like that view of your own body image? Coming from the relationship with my ex, at the start when he first started having those feelings, I can't really blame him because I was being so horrible to myself about my body and because I had no confidence. He felt allowed to say these things. I wasn't working on my relationship with my body in a positive way. 
and I needed to take responsibility for that to build myself up before I couldn't really expect it of him because I wasn't doing it for myself. I've been in situations before, even outside of romantic relationships, where you tell somebody that they look good and they're like, no, I don't, I'm fucking hideous. It's really difficult because I think you want to give space to that person to be honest and feel that way. But also there's this thing of like, well, you're basically telling me that I'm wrong and I can't convince you. Like, there's only so much I can do. There's situations where somebody might need some help, but if they're not seeking that out and they're just stuck, it's a bit tricky to... Yeah, with my ex as well, even, like, I went to therapy for my anxiety and because I was struggling with binge eating and things like that, and I went on medication, and I really righted my own battle with my mental health and my body image. But then he put in no work in himself, wouldn't go to therapy for his anger issues. His self-esteem was so low, and he was taking that out on me. But I've put in the work now he needs to put in the work as well and he can't treat me this way anymore. There's not always a clear balance in relationships, I don't Mm. think. I think it's It's never 50-50. No, and there will be times when you need to lean on somebody else more or they need to lean on you more. But I know what you mean. I think the general thrust of it has to be that aside from working on the relationship, you're also both investing time in yourself and not expecting the relationship to somehow magically fix that. No, you always have to be working on yourself because if you're not growing as a person, the relationship doesn't grow and you just become stunted. What's one thing that you love about your body? This has always been my go-to answer. I've always really liked my shoulders and I do think this is because they've always looked quite... I would say now... Probably my lips. I like my lips, especially since getting uh, I've got a lip piercing now. So we got some really nice answers to this one. Um, somebody else also said my shoulders are pretty great. We got my beard. We got uh, my motherfucking hip dips. Great. Mm, I love that. Movement, which I thought was a nice one. Mm. Uh, freckles. And then I, my response was my tattoo and now tattoos because I have two. Yay. If you've not been following our social media, A, you should. And B, the most recent post was about my new tattoo, which is the full tarot card as per episode three or whatever it was. So I've got a clown on one arm and the fool on the other. And sometimes when I'm in bed at night, I put them together and make them kiss. Oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. <laughs> What outfit or accessory makes you feel best in your body? I love a crop top. That little bit of tongue. That li- but not like my whole midriff. Just like that little slit is like, I don't know. There's something about it. Mm, um, the and tease. I, and I think because I'm quite short as well, it makes me feel that I look a bit taller. And also just wearing cool earrings. And I love that they're like a conversation topic. It's something that I add to my outfit every day that feels like it just finishes it off and it feels very much like an expression of me. How about you? Chains. <laughs> chains. I'm really into your chains recently. It's a vibe. Yeah, I've got like these necklace chains and honestly, like they just go with so many things and just add like an edge that I really enjoy. Mm. I think also I quite often wear them at the moment with the sort of high neck shirts or jumpers. And I used to be a bit afraid of wearing those because of like yeah. double chins. And now and I'm- big boob thing with the high neck. My boobs just look ginormous. Uh, see, I've never, I've never felt insecure about my boobs. And I noticed for the first time 
at a party, probably at uni, but it was a party at my house. So I think it was afterwards mm. and I like got undressed and I was a bit drunk feeling myself. So I was like looking at myself in the mirror but had like makeup on and was just like, woo, like for the first time ever, I was like, oh, my boobs aren't actually even, which it's not like I saw it and was like, oh my God. But I was like, wow, it's so wild that I've never noticed that before. Yeah. And also that I don't care about it because I know a lot of people really don't like that about yeah. themselves. But yeah, I... I can't figure it out which one is bigger than the other. I know that there definitely is. If anyone can tell me from any pictures, Should we which um, bigger... post a picture of Meg's yeah. tits and you can help decide which is bigger than the other. Let me know. Someone said vest tops that show off my tattoos. Very good mm. one. I also I'm really entering into my sleeveless era because I'm like, yeah. oh, look at my tattoos. Look at my, I'm cool now. Binny washy skirts. So you can twirl and go wee like a kid i have this one dress um it's like red and looks a bit like a pirate dress i love that dress on you it's my favorite dress of yours and when i like walk in it i i'm like i'm so powerful (laughs) yeah magical and whimsical uh somebody said does a good haircut count absolutely it counts (laughs) yeah a good haircut oh my god when you've just got your hair done oh I'm getting a bit of my hair shaved next week as part of my so haircut excited. and I'm so excited. I think I'm going to move out of my redhead era again soon. It's now time. Like the anniversary, the end of that year, I need to go into a nif- different phase. Someone else has said binder, binder, binder. I tried um, a binder for the first time this year and actually like found it a lot more fun and interesting than I expected it to. So that is something I want to explore a bit as well. Just I don't think for me it's so much like a oh, I don't like my boobs or they don't feel like my body or anything like that. I think it's just more, it's a way of changing the shape of your body in a really yeah. interesting way. The way I kind of feel about my gender is I want to be able to, again, like play and have fun with it. And I think mm. that just helps. Describe a moment where you felt truly confident in your own skin. On holiday, I was wearing, you know, that black bikini I got that was like the skimpiest bikini I've ever worn. And I wore it with like thong bikini bottoms and that. I've always thought I don't have a body type, I could never wear something like this. And I was just like walking around the pool and I felt so good. And David was like hyping me up, whereas my ex would always be like, put your tits away. I can't imagine dating someone and not wanting to see their tits. That's wild like, oh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't give a fuck on holiday. I was like eating pizza in my mm. tiny bikini and swimming and running around and. There were loads of people where we were that were like all different kind of body shapes. And Mm. I was like, well, if that really thin girl's doing it and that fat woman's doing it and this fat man and that's in and everyone was all different. And I was like, I'm just having the best time. How about you? Honestly, I've just been feeling it a lot in different outfits that I've been curating recently. I went for a very like spur of the moment trip to London with my friend who's a comedian I just put together like this cool outfit, which I will actually be wearing on our night out tonight. (laughs) I think because like I had this feeling of like, I feel like I look really cool and like really expressing like who I am, but I'm going to this situation where like nobody really knows me. You know, people say like, oh, the unbearable like feeling of being known, but it's like that, but good. Like it's like, oh, like people are looking at me thinking I'm cool. Yeah, I look so cool. (laughs) I'm putting out what I want to be putting out. So then some of the answers we've gotten. Uh, walking around the beach in a bikini, being more concerned about if the dog was having a nice day than me. Very I love nice. that. Pole dancing at home and focusing on enjoying my body. Oh, and actually another time I feel good about my body. Dancing at the club. Mm, Such I a good dancing. vibe. Yeah. Let's do lots of that tomorrow. So the last thing is our gold star moments from this week. But I'm going to actually start by sharing some of the gold stars that some sloots contributed. Yes, let's hear it from the sloots. 
ran a workshop despite my crippling anxiety. Yeah. Uh, being confident in my first day of my new job. Oh, yay. I've been coming into my sluttiness and made out with a hot couple at a club. Felt very sexually free. Ooh, yes. I love that. Doom scrolled ASOS but didn't buy anything. Oh, that is such a win. Yeah, that's a huge achievement. Yeah. Well done. Made some new friends on my masters. Refused a work task that was not my responsibility, slowly curing my people pleasing. Actually, setting those boundaries yeah, is hard. So well, hard. well that's done. That's a bad bitch move. Went to the pet shop without having a cry about the rabbits up for adoption. Oh, that's so wholesome. I texted an hour after a date, letting them know my thoughts slash feelings, and organised a second date. Oh yeah, confident. We love that. Mm-hmm. Asked for my best friends to switch up my pronouns a bit more. Meg, what is your gold star moment? moving to a new place and not just being like riddled with anxiety yeah i've had my cries and i've had my stressful moments but in general just remarkably calm i've made a new friend at work yay shout out to jack it's so hard to make friends as an adult but i think like this gold star moment and the masters one from earlier like well done like it's it's such an achievement i think one thing actually which was quite big was at the beginning of this month, I was kind of looking at the month ahead and thinking about like, what am I looking forward mm. to? What am I not? And I was like, I'm actually really looking forward to the month ahead. But I had arranged to meet with an ex. The idea was that kind of like, we've not spoken for a little while and we thought this might be like a good moment to check in. I just found myself feeling like not comfortable with that. Yeah. And rather than putting it off and thinking about it for weeks until it happened and then probably cancelling the day before but also of having made myself miserable. Yeah. I was like, no, you know what? There's no pressure on this. I'm going to cancel now. It doesn't mean that we're never going to be friends again. It doesn't mean yeah. anything other than I'm just not ready right now. And that felt really nice and very empowering. Another thing I would like to mention, which isn't exactly a gold star moment, but I think is a big milestone for the podcast, is I had a very exciting interview for an artist in residence opportunity. And the first thing the interviewer said to me was, oh, I've just been telling my colleague about your podcast. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> it did make me feel initially a little bit exposed. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know about how much I wank. It's fine. He's only listened to episode one. Okay. so He's still got all of that to come. Yeah. We're back, Sloots. We are back, bitches. <laughs> we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Share it with your friends, your colleagues, your nan. Please follow us on our socials as well, at Slut Era Pod on everything. If you answer our questions on our stories, you might get featured on our next episode, which is on the theme of coming out. We love coming out stories. Let's everyone get a little bit gay. Coming out's one of those things you do all throughout your life, so yeah. I've got a few good ones. I've got a really good one with my mum, my main coming I've got a good one with my mum too. Guys, tune in. (laughs) Slide era is coming soon.